0: Uh, Good morning, good morning Well this morning, hallelujah, we're going to go ahead and start this service off As I know that many of us get up and get on our way in the morning And um, as we do prayer at our home, when we come into the place of worship Where we come together as temples of the most high God That we want to go ahead and stand to our feet Go before the Lord in prayer As yesterday we were here in prayer and the Lord's presence is already in this place. We want to continue, hallelujah, to allow the Lord to work what he must work within us. Hallelujah. We must allow the Lord to be able to take some things off of our shoulders from earlier in the week. We want the Lord to be able to go ahead and... Just empty ourselves of the things of this world and fill ourselves with the things of God. Hallelujah, that we may be profitable to the rest of the world as we go out, when we leave here today. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we come here this morning, Lord, giving you thanks, Lord, for this glorious morning, Lord, that you have awakened us, Lord, and put us on our way, Lord Jesus. You have made a path to this place, Lord, where we may come together and worship you. Lift up your holy name, Lord. Sing praises unto the glory, hallelujah, that you have poured out to us here, Lord. We pray, Lord, hallelujah, today, Lord, for the word of God, Lord Jesus, as you minister, Lord. Christ and the congregation said amen. Amen. But now what I want us to do is go ahead and put our blessed hands together as we go before the Lord. Hallelujah. And praise and lift up his hands. for candy. We are good on eggs. Um, we got plenty of eggs, so there's no longer an egg shortage. But what, we do, but what we do need is we need more candy. And so we don't need big candies, we need ones that can fit in the eggs. So please keep the big Snicker bars and all that, but we need the small ones that we can stuff into there. As our young people a lot of times um, hyphen and you, they usually work on this well, I hyphen usually, in some opinion, um for our kids. So as you prepare, as we get all stand and pray for the offering. And when we come up, right after me, we'll have Bishop Tommy Crutchfield that be found us with the word for the day. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord. Thankful, Lord, that in our praise, in our worship, Lord Jesus, you honor by just dwelling here with us. We pray, Lord, for this high. For this offering that we give unto you, Lord, that you have blessed us so much, Lord, that you allowed us, Lord, to be stewards, Lord, of all that you have blessed us with. We pray, Lord, hallelujah, that these monetary things that we give, Lord, are just a representation, Lord, of what we feel fully in the spiritual, Lord, in our time, Lord, and in our giving, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Come on up. Give your offering and your tithe. Hallelujah, and be blessed as we prepare to hear the word of God from Bishop Tommy Crutchville. Hallelujah.
1: No
2: place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be, here in your
1: love, here in your love.
2: Oh, hallelujah, let's give that all I need to praise Great to see everybody at our 9.30 service, excited about what the Lord is doing in this service. cup about 6 a.m., and then cup number two comes at about 9.30, and uh, so i got to get readjusted to that, but when you leave here, if you're a first-time guest, just walk to the coffee shop, tell the pastor said to give you a, uh, a latte on his tab. All right. Prisoners of Hope is what I want to talk to you about today. If we could turn to Zechariah chapter 9. Zechariah chapter 9. It is great to be in the house of the Lord. Does anyone know what Sunday it is? Palm Sunday. Amen. What does anybody know what Palm Sunday describes? Amen. They, Amen. They, 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 in the name of the Lord blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord amen Zechariah number nine if you would stand with me for the word just in honor of it I'm also going to refer to Joel chapter 3 if you want to put a thumb there it says I will encamp about my house because of the army because of him that passeth by and because of him that returneth. No oppressor shall pass through them anymore. For now I have seen with my eyes. Zechariah is really prophesying in this ninth chapter. If you look from beginning to end, there's there's just a multitude of prophetic utterances, some talking about when Jesus comes the first time, some talking about when Jesus comes back the second time. And... uh, Zechariah says, And no oppressor shall pass through them anymore, for now I have seen it with mine eyes. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. And this is, this is where we kind of grab a hold of what we normally know as Palm Sunday. And, and that is, it, it, he describes what 500 years later would transpire in Matthew. We're going to go there at some point. But but Zachariah said rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon a donkey, upon a colt, the foal of a donkey. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. And the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall speak peace unto the heathen and his dominion shall be from sea even to sea and from the river even to the ends of the earth. For thee also. Now this is really, this is what somewhat stood out to me. He says, for thee also by the blood of thy covenant. I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. Turn you to the strongholds, talking about here turning to the Lord. Ye prisoners of hope, even today do I declare that I will render double unto thee. Now if we look at at Joel chapter 3. He begins, Joel begins to talk about this uh, prophecy to some degree, and he says, The sun and the moon shall be darkened in 15, and the Lord shall also roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem, and the heavens and the earth shall shake. But the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So shall ye know that I am the Lord your God dwelling in Zion my holy mountain then shall Jerusalem be holy and there shall no strangers pass through her anymore and, and, and this is somewhat speaking of the same Zechariah 9 and 8, I will encamp about mine house because of the army and him that pass by and him that returneth. And no oppressor, Zechariah said, shall pass through them anymore. And then Joel said, no stranger shall pass through her anymore. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Brother Duvall, would you lead us in prayer this morning?
3: And we come this morning to worship you once again. God, we thank you for your presence. We pray, Lord God, that you will, oh God, let your hand be upon your people. Let yes, grace, mercy, and, and truth be in the word this morning. Bless our speaker. Oh God, we pray that you continue to enrich this congregation. Oh God, for your love and mercy. We give you glory, honor, and praise you for your word. In Jesus'
2: name, we pray. Amen. 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 Somebody give the Lord a hand of with God, you can be seated in Jesus' name, brother Steve. You can cut me down just a little, be great. Here in verse 12, he says, Turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope, even to the day I declare that I will render double unto thee. And what stood out to me as I was studying this scripture is this statement here, You prisoners of hope, and it made me realize that. You see, I, I, for about three and a half years before I became pastor, I worked in a prison. And I saw people in a prison. And I, 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 to some degree, I, I didn't know what a day went through. Because at 7 o'clock every night, I walked out that door and it slammed the other way. And I went home and I went to my bed and I slept all night. But for the prisoners that were incarcerated, they lived years of their life behind those bars. And in that, I understand punishment. I understand all those things. But that was a pretty miserable thing, I'm sure, to walk through those doors one time because of a mistake you had made. And and all of a sudden, when that door closes on you, you you were there from that point forward. I remember talking with one young man. I did sick call at this prison. I was worked when I was a paramedic there. And this one young man kept coming to sick call. And I believe I, the longer I talked with him, I found out his dad was an apostolic pastor. And and, and he, I think he was, wasn't was really sick. I think he was coming there to get some kind of a word of encouragement, uh, a little bit of a ray of hope. that one day he was going to get out of that place. But it, it's pretty miserable to walk into a place like that. It's a very dark place and, and, and a very depressing place. It, a place that people generally do not have any hope. And uh, they, they don't have much hope at all, little hope, if anything. I would describe the prison that I worked in as somewhat like being stuck in a pit. And, and, and even though I was only there 12 hours a day, after a period of time, I began to feel like I was a prisoner myself. That door would slam behind me. when I go in in the morning, I knew I wouldn't leave for 12 hours and it, when it shuttered, I would shut it. And 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 that's when I knew it was about time to go. If someone's sentenced to a life sentence, and I've met and talked with many of them, there really seems to be no hope. Really seems to be no hope. A pit of despair. Some people aren't imprisoned in a literal prison, though. Some people are imprisoned in a soul-type prison their chains and shackles aren't literally bars, but the, some of the pits of 2023 that I can think of, That, a, 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 as I think about one of the pits, one of the prisons that I feel like a lot of people are shackled in in 2023 is a prison of death. I, I want you to imagine it like this literal prison, and uh, a, a prison of death, and a prison of death just continues to convince you that this is only $30 a month. And this is only $21 a month. And this is only $423 a month, but it's brand new. And, and this is only going to be $1,800 a month. And, and, and when you look at your check or what you make or what you earn, and in comparison to that, you make a lot more than this amount. But you haven't added up this and then this against each other sometimes. Because, you know, we that passion of the moment, just whipping, I don't have one on me, just whipping that card out. You don't even have to put, swipe it anymore. You just got to get it close. I mean, that's how death is. He, he, he wants everybody that'll just all, all you got to do is tap it. And before you know it, you'll find yourself in a prison of death. And you won't think there's any way of escape. And and everything, you will feel like that prisoner in that prison of bondage. How did I get myself into this place and into, does anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Into this position. I knew better. I've been here before, but here I am back in this same prison again. Can I get an amen? Amen. These chains of I'm just going to call it chains of addiction just wrap around you and pull you back in and you got you better watch the warning signs because the prison of death wants you but there's not just that there's also prisons of addiction Anybody ever known someone that struggled with an addiction, or if you did yourself? And sorry, that should be off. Sorry, didn't want me to talk about prisoners of addiction. Uh, with prisoners of addiction. When I was working at the prison, in the jail, there was a young man. He was four years younger than me. I remember him from high school. He, he kind of, I don't know why, but he had kind of looked up to me. He lived in our neighborhood. And I was working in prison and I saw this young man and I was like, what are you doing in here? Because, you know, when I remember him in school, he was, he was, he was a nerd. I mean, not being mean, but that's what he was. He, he was. he was very nerdy. And how is he in prison? And he told me it started out with Peel's Oxycontin, I think. And, and it, he got to, to where it didn't work for him, and he was using like his parents, and he started somehow or another watering it down and putting it in his veins. And he said, and then eventually, and he's just telling me the whole story, and here, and here I am, and I guess God had put me for that period of time in prison to work to help people, and, and he was sharing with me his story. He was like, before you know it, he said, I had to have it. He said, and I started breaking into people's houses. I would steal anything I could steal because it was all about getting that getting more Oxycontin I had to have it I, 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 whatever it took he was a prisoner to this drug and this drug would convince him to do whatever it was that he needed to do to
0: fix his
2: addiction that's got to be a hopeless place that's got to be a very a, a pit of despair so to speak and, and, and not only that I, I don't know if you've ever known I knew a lot of alcoholics in my lifetime and, and I've seen people that are prisoners of alcohol, and not just the prisoner of alcohol, but I've watched the I've watched the prison of alcohol not only ensnare the alcoholic, but cause the people around them to become so codependent that if they don't get deliverance themselves, that alcohol will bind them as well. And I've watched, I watched people, men and women, literally give up their entire family, their entire home, their jobs because of alcohol. They went through divorces. Dads or mothers not seeing their children, not because of alcohol. I, I've seen it. I've watched it. And then... Many people struggle. It's becoming more talked about, and and, and it's not as not talked about as it was 10 or 20 years ago. Many people struggle in a prison of depression, a uh, a a pit is, is the best way to describe that. And if you've never gone through it, I will tell you what it's like. It's like you are in a pit and there are ladders to get out of the pit but you don't want out. It's like you think you're supposed to feel this way and you think you're supposed to be in this place and and, and perhaps you think it's a penalty for things you've done or your past or whatever And and, and this prison ensnares you and it's chains wrapped around you and it wants to keep you inside this prison feeling like there is no hope, feeling like there is no answer, feeling like there is no way to come out of this. But the scripture that we read out of Zechariah declaring Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem that it just stood out to me. I was studying about about this Sunday. I was studying about Palm Sunday this week, and as I was reading, I just went past. His triumphal entry that Zechariah 9 prophesies about. And as I went past that, I saw this scripture and it t- stood up to me. And, and it talked about this blood covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and how that we have, you see, we have through Christ this blood covenant relationship. He shed His blood on Calvary for us, for my sins, for your sins. People that are addicted to these addictions I talked about that aren't in a blood covenant relationship with Jesus, they are at the mercies of programs that sometimes work and sometimes do not work. They are at the mercies of prescriptions that sometimes work, but sometimes they do not work. They are at the mercy of others trying to help them get through that on their own. And to some degree, they are hopeless. But can I tell you, when you are in a blood covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, the one thing about it is you are never hopeless. You are never hopeless. Zechariah 9, rejoice oh, greatly, O oh, daughter of Zion. Shout, O oh, daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He's just having salvation lowly and riding upon a donkey and upon a colt, the bowl of a donkey. And I will cut off the
0: chariot from Ephraim,
1: And he
2: goes on and he says, but if we look down there for thee also by the blood of thy covenant I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit no water. I this blood covenant. You no longer have to be in the pit in which you once were. But God has given you a covenant relationship to be able to come out of that pit. In verse 12, when I saw this, I almost laughed. Turn you to the strongholds, talking about the Lord. Ye prisoners of hope, even today do I declare that I will render Double unto thee. 500 years before his triumphal entry. Zachariah said, He's coming. Number one, he's coming on a donkey. Number two, number three, he would cut the battle bow off the enemy. And number four, as for you, a blood covenant would he bring the prisoners out of the pit. If you are in blood covenant with Jesus Christ today, and you've been born again of the water and of the Spirit, you are in a blood covenant with Him. And what that means is you do not have to stay in a pit, you do not have to remain in any of the pits of life, but you have hope. Number five, it says, they would become prisoners. of hope.
1: Glory to God.
2: And He would render double unto thee. Now, now we know this is speaking of Matthew 21, talking where he tells two disciples, go to the village straightway. There's a a, a, a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them, bring them to me. And if any man say all unto you, and you shall say, the Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. But can you imagine? how the prophets felt. They had read Zechariah 9. They knew Zechariah 9. They knew that prophetic word. And here they are, part of the prophetic word coming to pass. He's sending them to go get what, what he is going to ride on on his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Praise God. And it goes on, and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded him. And then it says, And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, and others cut down the branches from trees and scrawled them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They were- they were excited about his triumphal entry. They were laying those palm branches in that pathway. They were praising and they were worshiping because they knew, according to Zechariah, they didn't just know that he was coming, but they knew he was coming with a the covenant. They knew he was coming with a covenant. And not just a covenant, he was also coming with deliverance. He was going to send we see Zechariah 9-11, the fulfillment thereof in Matthew 21, it says, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. So this triumph of Jesus, God in humanity's flesh, God with a coat of a man, worldly in the world, but coming in riding on a donkey into Jerusalem. They would worship. Why would they worship? Because they had this blood covenant now. They knew this blood covenant was going to come to pass. And those that were in prisons, those that were incarcerated, not not necessarily incarcerated in physical prisons, but incarcerated in emotional prisons, those that were were locked up and chained up, they would suddenly have hope. They would have hope. Anybody ever been hopeless? Have you ever looked around at your situation and thought, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. If we look at the word faith, in Hebrews chapter 11, faith is the substance. How many know we have to have faith? But faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things hoped for. We've got to have faith hope and we have hope because this triumph of Jesus gave us hope and gave us deliverance even in humanity when we think about the worst thing that could happen what is most often the worst thing that could happen death most of us feel that's the worst or one of the worst things that happened or could happen. But we believe in Jesus, and therefore because we believe in Jesus, we know that Thessalonians, I believe it is, tells us, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in Him. That's what the Apostle's telling us. According to the Lord's Word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left into the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep, for the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who were together and still alive and are left to be caught up together with them in the house to meet the Lord in life. You, you don't not have hope in this life. Even if what people consider the absolute worst, we still have hope. And what that means is anything that the enemy throws at you, no matter how bad it is, no matter how bad it is, you are in covenant with Christ. And because you are in covenant with Christ you can almost laugh in his face. Because if you are blood then you are a prisoner of hope. And this is where he laughed. I'm a prisoner of hope. And why is that funny? Because everything the devil throws at me I'm incarcerated. I am locked up. I'm bound up. I've got chains that connect me to hope. And what that means is anything the devil throws my way, when I want to think it's over, when I want to give up, when I want to throw in the towel of life. I start to move, and when I start to move, I remember these chains that are connected in me that are called hope, and I can't quit, and I can't give up, because uh, I am locked into hope, because Jesus Christ gave that to me, and all of a sudden, I find myself, maybe I had a pity party for a few weeks, maybe I had a pity party when I had a heart attack that I'm 53 years old. Had a heart attack. Or in 2017, maybe I had a little bit of a pity party that I had to have a major abdominal surgery that could have affected my life. We thought at that time God blessed and healed, and it didn't. Anybody ever want to have a pity party? I mean, you ever gone through something and you wanted to have a pity party? You wanted to feel bad for yourself? Oh, I don't have any hope. Oh, there's no, there's, there's no need in trying. Just give up. Just throw in the towel. I, I, I mean, we all have, I think, and, and we've all said it, but here the scripture declares that each and every one of us are prisoners of hope. And that means nothing. date myself. I'm going back about 20 years. I'm trading my shame. I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain.
1: I'm laying it down
2: for the joy of the Lord. And the chorus says, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes. Though sorrow may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. I'm trading my sorrow, I'm trading my shame, I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness, I'm trading my pain, I'm laying it down for the joy of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! The prisoner of hope has the ability to always. 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 Turn it around. Turn it around. I remember when we used to sing that song. I, 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 maybe my daughter remembers. I think, did we turn around on that song at some point? I, 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 I mean, because sometimes you just got to turn around. Sometimes you got to realize if it, if the enemy wants you to think it's as bad as it looks because he made it look that way. He wants you to think it's it's as bad as it looks because he made it look that way. But you've got to realize I am in a blood covenant with Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus has been applied to my life. And I am not staying in bondage to fear. I'm not staying in bondage to death. I'm not staying in bondage to drugs or alcohol or anything else. But I... That means no matter how bad it is, I know it's going to get better. I'm in covenant with Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me? I'm in covenant with Him. I'm a prisoner of hope. And the last part of that scripture that I really didn't share much of is that after being a prisoner of hope, after being a prisoner of hope, and it says even to do, I declare that I will render, this is the Lord speaking, double unto thee. Double unto thee. Job found himself in the pits of life. Lost more than most of us could even imagine losing. And yet, the end state of Job You add up the numbers. God gave him double, everything he lost. If we lift our hands right now and call on the name of Jesus, I believe there's some prisoners of hope in this place. There's some prisoners of hope in this place. Could you just lift your hands for a moment and worship the Lord and reach out to him? God, I worship you in this place. I magnify you, O King. God I give myself to you I want to be in covenant with you I love you with everything I am everything I can be God I want to be a prisoner of hope in this hour no matter how bad things may look no matter how bad the outcome may seem like it's going to be I am a prisoner of hope and I'm a prisoner of your hope God I am connected to you Jesus through the blood covenant and I thank you for that Oh, hallelujah. Would you lift your hands up to him right now and begin to worship the Lord of glories for the London Coast? Just reach out to the Lord in this place. Hallelujah.
0: going to be in his presence, in heaven, with a God be back in their home lane. That's what we must keep an eye on. We must read the word of God and keep up with what's going on in the world. We can't have our head in a hole. But first and foremost, it starts right here, when we come into fellowship with God's people, when we hear the word of God, when pastor lays out the scripture for us and gives us an awesome message of hope. We may be able to take that and continue when we leave here to go study out the gospel of Christ His walk how he demonstrated To his apostles for our demonstration When Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane He didn't pray because it was another form of himself or he He being a demigod. What he was doing was this was that the prophecy may be fulfilled that he, in his flesh, would be weakened, but would need that encouragement. That he did it as a demonstration for us. When we feel we have no hope, where do we go? We go to our Gethsemane. We pray to our God. We lift up his name. And we just say, Lord, not or against one of my partners at work, or against even somebody, hallelujah, that may seem like they're walking in the light, but just not wholeheartedly be there. Let me go to your word. Let me go into my prayer closet, Lord, and see what your will is. And I am thankful that you've allowed us an opportunity to come here today to worship you, to glorify you, to hear the rainbow word. We thank you, we praise you, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let us all give the Lord a hand drive of praise. What he's going to do. I pray that a seed has been planted in each and every one of us today. Hallelujah. And now I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Reverend Park some time to come up. He's going to do the announcements quickly. And then uh, praise the Lord if you are leading today. Uh, definitely be blessed. Go on with God and have a great week. For those of you that are standing. Get ready, as we get ready to have a halftime
3: show, and then we're going to continue on with the Word of God. Hallelujah. You've had enough for your halftime show already. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I know some folks were challenged by Reverend Mundin said there's not an egg shortage earlier, so uh, just make sure that we bring some candy for our uh, Easter program on next week. We also have extravaganza that's going to be happening on April 8th. That is going to be from 1 to 3 p.m. So April 8th, 1 to 3 p.m., there will be games, bounces. Uh, we want each and every family that is represented here to come out. Bring your children. There's going to be fun and games. Uh, we're going to get, Bring your neighbors, yes. Uh, let people know that we're having our spring extravaganza next week. Also, uh, he is risen. We've heard the message that is leading towards uh, Easter Sunday is also next weekend on the 9th. And so we want you to uh, get a flyer and invite folks to come out and join us for our Easter Sunday program uh, next week. And also carowinds. For those that are interested in going to the carowinds trip, Get with Reverend Munden. There are still a few slots that are open. He'll give you instructions on how to get your hotel room or tickets uh, and where to give towards that. Let us all stand as we dismiss. Uh, Many of us will transition into our next service. We have felt the presence of the Lord. Aren't you thankful that you're a prisoner of hope? And not only are you, uh, if you were ever a prisoner of anything else, Now that you have the presence of God with you and living on the inside of you, we have hope. That type of hope that Pastor said is a type of faith, which is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. We may not see it right now, but we have a lot of hope ahead of us, and that is What you prayed for, God is about to answer. What you need deliverance from, God is about to deliver you. Your salvation, God has it for you. And more than that, we have eternal life. And so we always have something to hope for. Lord, we thank you for what we've received in this service. We ask that you bless it. Bless us as we transition to the next service. Bless each and every one of these as they get on the road and go home. Bless us until we return again. In Jesus' name we pray. You're dismissed to either go home or transition to the next service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.